Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. You're hoping if you spin the chamber enough times, you're going to catch a bullet. Okay, welcome guys. Here we are tonight. We're going to talk about extraction. First, let's introduce people. Rolly, how are you going? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. And Merv, how are you? I'm well, thank you. And for his debut, it's Brendan. How are you, Hutchie? So good to be here, mate. I'm very well. Thank you. Good to have you. Right, guys. So today, yes, Extraction is an action thriller about a mercenary who takes a job to rescue a kidnapped boy, but things go a little bit pear-shaped. It's made by the Russo Brothers, production company called Agbo, and it's directed by a stuntman called Sam Hargrave. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is the lead, and it's showing on Netflix at the moment. Uh, fellas, what did you think? Let's go to Rolly first. Oh, I get first again. Um, yeah. Oh, look, this is gun porn, isn't it? <laughs> really is gun, violent, violence porn. Mm. Yeah. Level. I mean, it was it was quite good there, to, and indeed that pornographic part of it is probably the most interesting thing for me, the way the, the choreography, the use of um, um, clo- uh, the pistol as a close combat weapon in this mm. film, quite unique, I think, in terms of the amount that it's used. Um, I liked it on a lot of levels. On others, I thought, yeah, well, but, you know, it's an action film. It, it yeah. got my pumping here and there, but, um, yeah, I'll leave mm-hmm. it there. Okay. Merv, what do you reckon? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it they did a few things I hadn't really seen before, which um, is always a good thing. Other things, you won't yeah, seen it, but uh, all in all, I thought it was a reasonably well-paced action film in the sense there was some really good high moments, good set pieces, and then there was a bit of a chance to sit back and kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, you know, that was good, and then you get taken off again. Though, as with most things on Netflix, it was about 20 minutes too long. <laughs> Mm, okay, you think that yeah, there's your length issue again? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, Hachi, what do you reckon? Yeah. Look, well, this really wouldn't be the sort of film I'd normally go for. Um, mm. I'm pretty, like Rolly was saying, like I'm pretty anti-gun, realistic gun type stuff. Mm. So I feel, um, uh, yeah, it's a, a bit of a bit of a turn-off for me to start with, but. Once you get into the film, it's just so well executed. It looks amazing. The the scenes are so well orchestrated that just purely looking at it from a filmmaking point of view, um, I was pretty blown away on that level. But um, it was a difficult watch for me. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I I reckon I liked patches of it. Um, it's nothing new. I mean, we've seen this. Mm. I just I was writing down the types of films that it reminded me of, and there's about six I've got here. Um, it just it, – there, there were moments where I thought – I was in the middle of one sequence and I thought, hello, this is a single take, isn't it? And that went about 11 or 12 minutes, which was pretty full on. I quite enjoyed that bit. Um, I was going to um, bring that up, actually. But yeah, you go. Yeah. That was, I think for me that was the highlight of the film. Um, oh, it's good to see Hemsworth – doing Aussie. He doesn't do that that often these days, I guess. Um, super warm and super cheesy, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But it, just listening to a dude in one of those type of movies going, nah, mate, nah, go upstairs, mate. Nah, upstairs, mate. Come on. You know, it, 
<laughs> it was pretty interesting. <laughs> Is he convincing as a kind of as a a combat veteran? I didn't think he was. Like I thought the action scenes were really good. He's a great physical actor. We know from Avengers he's great uh comedy actor. Mm. I'm not convinced by him as a real kind of guy that's been through some tough times. Do, do you think he needs another 10 years maybe? I, I think he needs a smaller house. And What? And, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, now we've got to tell Shady about his house on the uh, – where is he it? Had a fucking, he had a chicken oh, in his house. Mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's no, built he, in a massive he, mansion he, he in Byron Bay. A, he lives inside a Westfield in Byron Bay, and a shopping centre, millions and millions of dollars. It's the size of a shopping centre. <laughs> so then, when it comes to do this, right. I'm just not really convinced. Oh no, man, you're bringing you're, so you're bringing baggage into it that that if you were like me and avoided all that shit, you wouldn't have. Oh, no, I'm not literally thinking about his stop, house. I'm stop reading New Weekly before you watch a Netflix film. No, is that, no, is that a magazine? More than just... that. Worse than that. Uh, oh, okay. You resent him for his house <laughs> and then you can't take his <laughs> acting on board. He, he, what I wanted was a bit more, um, I wanted like Mel Gibson, Lethal Weapon, like a little bit tapped. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But it's just, he's just got these cheesy three-word lines here and there and they're trying yeah. to build the character into someone that, oh, he actually does care. You know, they try yeah. and build these emotive moments in, like these flashbacks to a beat, a, a, an out-of-focus beach scene. Um, yeah. It didn't really resonate. I didn't sort of start barracking for him in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's riddled with father-son dynamics, isn't it? Like the, mm. the kid that gets taken and his dad and then the, the Tyler, I guess, becomes his dad's substitute and there's another son and dad situation going on. So... Yeah, it's all sort of, it's all a bit yeah. alcohol. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think he, yeah, but I still had the impression like he was the sort of two glasses of of scotch and he'd be drunk, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to bring up. Um, do you guys remember Stallone in First Blood? Yes. Yeah. Another, yeah. you know, that's how that to me is a good portrayal of a war veteran. Mm. And this didn't have much of that at all. You know, this had more Rambo, less first blood, really, didn't it? So he, yeah, yeah. So he's a he's a war veteran, or is he just a merc? Or I'd he'd say been, he's, a, he's he's both. Afghanistan. He'd done tours. Yeah, he's done three Afghanistan. tours. Did he say yeah. tours? Oh, okay, yeah, right. Okay, mm. yeah. So, hmm, yeah. I think maybe he's a little, possibly a little pretty and a little young for for that role. Apart oh, from the fact that he I can kick, say, kick ass, you know. Yeah, well, this is the first film I've seen where his actual physicality I thought they used because in all the Avenger films and all that, it's hidden because, of course, Robert Downey Jr. is a four-foot-two munchkin and all the rest of it, and so they you know, do all the tricks to make sure they all look the same size. When this film, Chris Hemsworth actually looked like the six-foot, at least six-foot-four, six-foot-five, monster that he actually is he's a big physically intimidating guy yes he's a pretty boy and all that and this film actually you saw him as you know an actual big bloke instead of being hidden mm. which sort of confused me a bit because i would have thought that's a big slow target 
<laughs> yes, yeah, right. He dodges so much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he, he dodged uh, up until a point, I suppose. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Spo- oh, <laughs> it's starting already, isn't it? <laughs> I just, uh, but, uh, but, Hachi, didn't you uh, get a little bit excited during some of those gun scenes and things? Didn't you feel the um, the juices flowing a bit there, seeing him shoot all those guys at close range and the flashes coming out of the end of the pistol and... Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I, I just thought, oh wow, that's you know, how many times did they shoot that scene? That was so well executed. Blah blah blah. Um, I see it from that point of view, but um, I'm sort of looking through it through half closed, looking at it through half closed eyes in a way, I'm sort of squinting. Um, some parts reminded me a bit of Action Jackson, but that was more hand to hand combat, um, which was mm. one of my favorite films when I was younger. Action yep. Jackson. Is it fast in the past? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a little bit of the raid from some of that, especially in that that uh, eleven or twelve minute sequence where they're all in walking through the 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 I guess it's three four story building with the, yeah. the patios. What do you call them? Uh, the balconies around the sides, um, mm. and it was all real yeah. yeah, I think that was sort of raidish. You know that that film, which is you know influenced a lot of stuff since it was made. I think. It's very, yeah. very much like being in a shoot 'em up computer game, right? You're going up levels. You're, you're over his shoulder. Yep. You know mm. you're coming up with a big boss man at some point. Yeah, yeah. But how good yeah. was that sequence? That I think the one Shady was talking about earlier, where it was it was one long shot. I'm not sure how they did it, going from outside of the car into the car. Oh yeah. <laughs> through the window or something and then the camera, you know, and it reminded me and I'm glad Merv's here as well because I think there was a little f- film we talked about a while back called 1917. <laughs> right? And mm. I remember saying something like that kind of idea of time and and things like that was an interesting sequence where it was one shot, but it wasn't for the whole film of course. No, no. I, was- felt, I felt like they were using some of the same techniques from that film. In this one, yeah, well, I think that went the, it went from bridge to bridge. I think is the way it's described. But no, I really enjoyed that because it was a nice, different view of a car chase. Because normally, when you see those car chases in those in confined spaces, you're kind of always looking down from balconies or things like this. But yeah, you know, I just loved how you got to be, but you know, you suddenly felt like you were in the car behind chasing, and then suddenly you're in the car, you're out. Yeah, I, I thought that was one of the Better car scenes I've seen since, um, oh, that Robert De Niro film, which names Complete oh. Ronin, which I thought was oh, one of yeah. the best yeah. car chase scenes I've seen in a long time. But, yeah, this one was just a good, yeah, just kept you on the edge of your seat, used that technique brilliantly, and then they went, don't use it again because we don't need to, which was perfectly Yeah, I was, I was, well, do you think they uh, did, didn't want to go to the trouble of doing that again? or No, no, I think it. It was a technique that suited the tight confines of um, the way they used the city uh, because the city, mm. I think, again, it, the city became a character in this film, you know, that enclosed. Mm. Um, it was always tight spaces and and yeah. it wasn't like you see some movies where everything, you know, suddenly disappears. People were constantly interacting with what was happening. They were like, I'm just get out of my way. You're having your fight. I'm trying to get my daily business done. <laughs> and they yeah. just kept wandering yeah, yeah. through the action scenes, which I kind of liked. Of you know, these delivery guys just do 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 what's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> What's this bike yeah. going through here? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I um I really like that little bit it of. Was, yeah, it was really kind of really too close. I think at some point, like really claustrophobic. It felt kind of too cramped, but that, in a good way, I think. Yeah, but that yeah, I think that was the city. Mm. That was where they were. Mm. Yeah, and, and I love how you say, yeah, the city was the ca- character of the film. It, it, one of the most gripping parts I thought was is the opening. You know, this this build of this kind of drum and or slight orchestral music and these um, aerial shots of the city, and you see how built mm. up and tight it is. This sort of sepia mm. tone to it. Uh, I really like that. It really grabbed me from the very first shot. I got to say, I enjoyed that as well as a thing but i felt it, it's a bit of a cliche that to have this and you know spoiler alert maybe here but that the beginning of the film which is the end of the film oh, and, then, yeah. and then, you know how many times have we seen that oh yeah, um, yeah. and um but because oh, but before because uh, you brought it up brendan as well just um, a little question from one of the listeners here why do the makers put yellow filter on on this film? Why is why does Hollywood think that every foreign country is yellow? <laughs> what I like about this question is the person asking this question has what appears to a be yellow a filter. yellow filter on yes, their. I saw that too. Yeah. Triple seven. Thank you. Um, is it hot and smoggy where you are? Yeah. What, what's the deal with the yellow filter then? I think it does, um, it does make it feel sort of humid. And hot and mm. muggy and a little bit, you know, smoky, smoggy. Yeah, yeah, that, that could, yeah. Yep. If it's um, if it's, I guess, if it's uh, Scandinavia, it'll be sort of bluish tinge, perhaps. Mm. But yeah, that's right. If it's if it's tropical, they're going to yellow it up a bit, aren't they? Generally, in Australia, you're just you're just going to up the exposure, make it bright, <laughs> burn Clear everything out. out. Yeah, yeah. Or red. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, really I mean, the rolly. I was, like, shaking my head when we were like, oh, yeah, so this is the end and we're going to work our way back from here and, and when yeah. it comes to later I'll be like, I know this bit. Um, and there was no, when I think about it now, there was no point. There was no reason no. to do it. No, I don't think so the beginning. Mm. I agree. Well, but the, they director, didn't, they didn't. the director wasn't picked for his artistic sense he was to make an action film <laughs> yeah, yeah this is his first feature i think he's been yeah. stunt coordinator on lots of marvel films but and for a first time film it's pretty impressive yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the, the, the didn't um i don't know the names of these guys but there are a couple of stunt guys directing the john wick franchise too yeah um mm-hmm. yeah you know, and that's all that's all about stunts you know yeah it's not about dialogue, that's for sure. No, no. no. <laughs> I didn't really mind the beginning beginning being the ending bit there, though, because it didn't actually finish there. They still tagged a bit along. You know, like there was maybe 10 minutes to go after. It's almost like they picked up somewhere near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And you would have gone for about 15, 20 minutes while Chris Hemsworth been in it, and you've paid a lot of money for him. <laughs> <laughs> Start with yeah. your strongest stuff, the old, the old adage. Mm. What's that again, Hachi? They, you know, they always say start with your strongest stuff, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah. You've got to have set the scene, put your star in it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's part of it. They, they 
we're thinking maybe that people could get bored if we don't show them some action right at the start because it takes a little while to get into it. But I was fine with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There's something else I wanted to talk about, guys, but I don't know if we're going to spoil this. Um, this is based on a graphic novel called Ciudad. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, now, uh, now in that graphic novel, which I'm going to spoil anyway, hmm. the, it, mm, here's me dancing around it like Rolly asked me to, and I'm not sure I can do it. Uh, it it ends differently as it does in the graphic novel. Um, did you guys like the very end shot without trying to say much more about it? Yes. Okay. I like uh, the shot I saw it coming, though. You did? Oh, this is the swimming pool. There's a swimming pool. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're better at this than I am, Rolly. Yes. I didn't even mention that. Yes. Okay. I was, just trying, I was literally just trying to remember the what what scene it was, but do you know? Okay, f- look, fuck it. Uh, well, let's spoil it. Was a, it was a choice of two cliches, and I prefer <laughs> the cliche they used. <laughs> what's the What's the other cliche move, though? Yeah, maybe tell the other one. Well, you can either have the um the sacrificial figure, okay, or you can have the resurrected figure. Oh. Okay. Oh, good. Okay, let's Jeez, leave it Jesus. That <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. Right. Good. So he 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 goes into the fucking river at the end. Okay, people. He's he's dead. Right. He's drowned. He's shot up to bits. Then he um the the Indian boy is doing some diving. He he comes he comes up very mirror style to what Hemsworth did earlier in the film. Comes up <laughs> from the bottom of the pool and there's a. You know, a geezer in a, looking a bit like Hemsworth, shall we say? A foggy um, figure. A foggy figure. Yeah. Is it him? But in, but in the graphic novel, he. Well, in in the graphic novel, he's in hospital saying, "Yeah, okay, now this is what we have to do next," and he, he's actually survived. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh- yeah, Shaki Harlem's just come in. You all seen the movie, huh? Yeah, we just spoiled it for you, mate. Sorry yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> what bad timing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't buy that. That was the bit that I really didn't like in the film. I thought, yeah, franchise. Was, you reckon it's – no, it's not set up for a franchise. Netflix franchise. No chance. Every chance. They won't, a, they won't be able to afford to get him back. Netflix. They're making a packet of money at the moment. They can okay. afford to get him back, particularly but, if he's a producer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this is a chance for Netflix to create a film franchise. They've tried. I mean, apparently they are making a sequel to Bright, but let's be honest, most, most, I know, most Netflix films, particularly the action, have been stinking piles of shit. Where yeah. this one is actually enjoyable. And you've got Chris Hemsworth, get him on board. You actually can create a three, four, you know, you can put him in any situation type mm. character. You've got a character you can just build any old film around. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a franchise. So you reckon they're going down the, the John Wick sort of path, similar yeah. type of film? Well, anyone. Oh. Um, any you look at any action series, as you said earlier, um, Lethal Weapon. It's if it's a success, 
you know, you've got a character you can put into all sorts of different crazy action sequences. Um, yeah, so I think that's they're making sure they can leave it open. I mean, you've got the Russo brothers behind it, so there's a bucket load of money. Yeah, you've got Hemsworth who works with the Russo brothers, and you've got the stunt coordinator. All that, so you've got a team of guys who've been working together for ten years, and yeah. are probably about to move out of the Marvel universe and start their own thing. Mm, but they, but if they were going to do that, wouldn't they have it as a cinema release to actually get the box office? And, we don't know what the box office is. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't exactly. see this going any further. I, I do. Let's have a little wager on this, Merv. Done. <laughs> what? What is it? Are you I saying? Are you guys cinema saying a Netflix release or a cinema release? Who's saying what? I don't reckon they'll make another one of these at all. At all. Okay. I think they will. Within we need a time frame. One on Netflix already. Fifteen years, then. Uh, I'd say, well, it's, I would think probably three years because, of course, he, everything okay. is going to be backed up because of um, the coronavirus and all that sort of stuff. Here's a good uh, – Hutchie, you were saying it's number one, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Is that just here because of the Hemsworth angle? Or would this be Netflix around the world, do you think? Ah, uh, unsure. Let me see yeah, if I can okay. find out. There's, a, there's also another thing that I was talking about with my, my wife before. How do we know how films are doing that are released on Netflix? You don't. Mm. There's no box office telly, is, is there, really, except no. for that little new thing, newish thing that says, you know, number, number top 10 or something in Australia. But again, yeah. that means nothing because it does well, mean people have watched it to completion. It just means they have started the film. It is the most started thing on Netflix in Australia. Okay. <laughs> I guess you just look at the uh, share price of Netflix and work it out from there. That's uh, that's pretty hard to do, though. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. Which no, is, it's not very good, is it? Yeah, which is but, why um, the other thing is Netflix gives its directors and all that pretty much complete control, which is why mm. most Netflix films are long and overindulgent. Um, because Netflix just wants content. So they go, here, $50 million, do what you want. One thing that goes through my mind when I see someone like Chris Hemsworth and his, you know, previous films and who his fan base is, hmm. and then he does a film, which would be a lot of young people, and then he does a film like this, and those young people obviously will want to see it, but it's not the sort of film I'd want a child to be watching. Do you think that would ever cross the filmmaker's mind or Hemsworth's minds, or is it something that you guys think about at all? Oh. Nah. Yeah. No, um, not really. It's a natural thing for an actor to do, isn't it, to to go from one type of film to another and explore their, their range? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do, do they think about it? Probably not. Uh, I, think oh, they just... I think they would definitely think about it. Yeah. They would definitely think about it, um, but uh, maybe they I think, Without the box office pressure, because it's Netflix, maybe they have to worry about it less. But I guess, Hutchie, you're saying you, you wouldn't let your, your lad see this necessarily. Oh, yeah, no way. And, the, mm. and, and, and I watch it thinking, like, what, why, do, why do people make films like this and find them entertaining? 
I probably know the answer to that, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it does baffle me in some way as well, or I just wish this wasn't what everyone wanted to watch. Yeah, the fact that it's gone straight in at number one, it's, yeah. yeah. I, I, people love seeing people get messed up. Yeah. 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 Fact. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. I like that. I, I enjoy my dumbass action films. I know. Mm. I know. Because yeah. it's not real. It's it's fake. It's it's the, you know, the arena. It's the, it's mm. massive pantomime in a way. Yeah, yeah. but it's. it's Fake, but it's made to look and feel real. Though, but it's not sci-fi. Yeah, that's true. It, it's in a realistic setting, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. I don't. I don't but find it's it. Not. Yeah. When we were watching this film, though, it was. I didn't find it so realistic. I, you know, we were laughing in those. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that part of that is the discomfort that comes. You know, I wanted yeah. to. Do, I thought they were breaking a little bit in here, which I thought I was interesting. Interesting was um, uh, the violence with children. Mm. So when oh, the, yeah. When the getting thrown around. And I, I got to admit, I kind of liked it. <laughs> I thought, yes. you know, he's not going to shoot the kid. It's not, they're not going to go that far. They're not going to kill a child. Well, without no. the way. Oh, he's he doesn't kill yeah. a child. But, um, but to see him slap them around like a big guy like that, like they're little mosquitoes, like, get out of here. That right. was kind of. That was he, needed, the he, needed, he needed to deliver the line "little shits" a little stronger. Yeah, <laughs> as a director, I think I think he could have had a bit more. Yeah, yeah could have gone a bit arny on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have. Yeah, this is like thirty years ago. This is an arny film, really, isn't it? <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, oh yeah. Well, well, next, oh. is he going to do more films like this? Do you think? In the Mm. No more extractions. I've already put, put uh, I've underlined that. There'll be another one. <laughs> <laughs> La, what, you know, yeah, that's the thing. That, that's what I'm, what I'm getting at. If this is successful, but how do we know if this is going to be successful? Mm. It'll just uh, come down to, well, I mean, put it bluntly, all they had to do was make the film. They didn't have to pay, you know, millions and millions of dollars to distribute it. And to advertise it, so they've actually saved a bucket load of money. Mm. I reckon they got Chris Hemsworth at a reasonable price because, again, they're all friends. The director was mm. cheap as chips. They shot in Thailand and India. Mm. The other thing is, the would be interesting. I don't know if any money came out of India for this film as well, considering um, the vast majority of the cast is Indian or. Um, uh, Iranian, I think the yeah, main, yeah who yeah. she was completely wasted. Um, yeah. she should have been far, um, used far better. His boss, yeah. Um, so the twirling balls, though, that was a nice cheesy scene. Sorry, the twirling balls, you know, oh, yes, yes, yes. Just like, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to remember that. I thought, yes, I, I do remember, yes. We did focus on the twirly ball several times, didn't we, to show she was a thinker. <laughs> I've forgotten this completely. What are you talking about? She you had know, those prayer balls. Those prayer balls, yeah. yeah. Hmm. What? <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm, what are prayer balls? She was assessing the scene in, like, the war room, you know, like deep in thought, oh, God, he's in trouble, and she's twirling those, you know, stainless steel balls in her hands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I don't remember that, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. 
Yeah, but they get again, Merv. Yes, probably they they've been efficient with making this film. But we're, we're, how do we know it's made money? Well, it's not a studio film as such, so there's no pressure from the studio. It's production front. It's the Russo brothers. Mm. I doubt they sold it at a loss. Sure. So. Netflix has gone great. It's number one around the world, probably. Yeah. We want another one. Because now we can have a franchise of films which are based on Netflix, which will draw people in to subscribe. This sounds like I'm beating an old drum, but they're not getting a ticket for every person that sees this film. They they may already have Netflix. It's a different. Yeah. So basically, it's a new model. Maybe the Russo brothers have seen the new model because the mm. film industry is going to take 12 to 18 months to yeah. basically get out of the shithole that it's going to be in. Cinemas in America, the big chain cinemas are in trouble. Yeah. So are people going to go back into the cinema in the next 12 months? So yeah. your traditional film release model is completely busted at the moment. Yeah. I, anyway, I think this was a relatively cheap film to make. It's, um, you know, it was shot in India and it was shot in Thailand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With some shots in um, Bangladesh. Were, were the Australian scenes in Australia? Oh, yeah, and the one scene in Australia, yeah. which was probably at the back of Chris's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his pool. Or maybe inside his house if you guys are talking yeah, yeah. He's chopper, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Look up Chris Hemsworth's house, Shady. I don't, well, I don't even want to... No, I'm not doing that. And no. who are the two Hollywood stars? Chris Hemsworth and David Harbrow, who is... That's 10 minutes I would have cut out of that film in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but again, he's a Netflix star. Who is that so, guy, anyway? Um, he's from Stranger Things, and he played yeah. Hellboy in the last Hellboy film. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but probably Don't won't. Don't yeah, okay. yeah, um, yeah. But he's the cop in Stranger Things, so that's where he's kind of become a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Probably, I'm not looking at that fucking link. You can – no, don't even <laughs> – no. Send me a not, link. No. Not for you, mate. The other people might want to check it out. So, you know, <laughs> have a look. It's worth a look. It's huge. Mm, so Hemsworth, Hemsworth was a producer on this as well, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Was yeah. he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and not even yeah. executive producer. Actual, it just said produced by Chris Hemsworth, big bolds. So, so yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, he had a producer credit because he did it for such a low rate or something, and then they well, get the franchise going, and then he cashes in. Yeah. yeah they're, all, yep. they're all friends. Mm. Yeah. But look, I mean, th- I guess we've talked a lot about behind the scenes sort of stuff, but. Did that make the film much better? I, I, I don't think there's anything original about this, and it's probably in the in the sort of theme of somebody trying to escape a city. It's been done much better in the past. The theme of mercenaries trying to extract people has probably been done better as well. Um, mm. I'm thinking of Man on Fire with Denzel Washington, cool. which is pretty pretty cool film. It's a terrible um, film. That's all right, man. It's better than this one. No, I would pick this film any day of the week over Man on Fire. Really? We're going yep. to different cinemas then. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, and and Crow did something similar to this, didn't he? Proof of Life with no, no, that was about a kidnap. That was out in the um, South America, out of the jungle, and yeah, that was yeah, more about true. that was more about the relationship between him and Meg Ryan. <laughs> sure, but, but okay, the themes there anyway. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think this was original, exciting for a bit, and I I think I got to the end of that one take and thought oh yeah now it's now it's drifting a bit really it didn't have much more i think halfway through i kind of faded a bit to be fair it's all right yeah. it's okay but for a first time director mm. the guy can make an action film okay let's yeah, give him he's a stunt man right he's the next stunt man yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. coordinator so so that, he, that, kind of, that makes sense in the context of those scenes, which were the most, the strongest part of the film, I thought. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, I reckon that's plenty. Uh, thanks very much for coming, everybody. Thank you, Rolly. Thank you. Thanks, Merv. Thank you. And cheers, Hutchie. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. See you next time, folks. Bye. Hold on my vest and hang on as tight as you can. Okay, do you trust me? No. Good. No. <laughs>